Welcome to the RV Dreaming Podcast. And hello again. Welcome back to the RV Dreaming Radio Podcast. My name is Stuart from Stuart Doing Stuff. I'm so happy to have you here today as we uh, dive into another great episode of what life is like on the road for you and me and a lot of other people that you may be coming across and follow on your various social media channels. If you haven't already done so, you can follow me on Stuart Doing Stuff at Instagram. And uh, if, you've, if you've been doing that, you'll know that I am in a campground right now, which is, I don't want to say it's unusual for me. I'm eh, maybe 40, 30, 40% of the time uh, at an organized campground like this one. Today, I'm at the Thousand Trails Campground in Puget Sound. This It's called the Puget Sound Seattle area. It's actually called the Paradise RV Park. The, the, the Where is it? It's a, oh, Silver Creek, Washington is the is the technical name for it it's an it's an older part but it's still really nice it has 148 sites here and if you're a member of the thousand trails camping network you'll know that there's there's parks everywhere especially up here in washington and oregon in the northwest california arizona like phoenix and yuma just they've got tons of encore parks which are the higher end ones mostly for snowbirds and, and stuff like that that just gets packed out during the winter when all the canadians and all the northerners flock down to Arizona for the winter. So I've been down here. I'm going to read a little bit about this one, and then I'm going to give you my little review on it. It says, uh, this is from the Thousand Trails campsite website. Washington is known for its great RV parks, and Paradise RV Campground is certainly counted among them. Two stocked lakes are perfect for fishermen, while the nearby mountain ranges offer majestic views. Bring your cameras. You want to capture the beauty of the tulips and daffodil fields. Additionally, the beautiful Washington RV Campground is located within easy driving distance of Portland, Oregon, and Tacoma and Yakima, Washington. We're also surrounded by the majestic beauty of Mount Rainier and Mount St. Helens. If you enjoy the sights and sounds of Mother Nature, then Paradise RV Park and Campground is a camp for you in Washington. We look forward to accommodating you on your next Washington RV camping trip. All right, so let's dive down and see how much of this is just uh, fancy talk and how much of it is. Let's see how much of it is true. All right. Well, it is in Washington. No, I'm kidding. We're not going to get into that. I actually, I, this one, I, I agree with. The park is a little bit older, but one of the great things about this one is it has multi-levels and it's really segmented. So I was able to find a spot that was close to the entrance and close to a restroom in, in an area that has smaller rigs. So I, I'm in a 24-foot, and you can probably get like a 30, 32-foot mo- motorhome in the spots that I'm in, but I wouldn't really recommend coming down where I'm at in a travel trailer because there are some tight turns, and the spaces are, are pretty narrow. There's some of these spots that I'm in, they have picnic tables, and some have fire pits, and some don't have any. Like the one I, I'm in right now, I picked just to be away from a lot of the other people. But that's just this section right when you come in. If you go a little further, where you get to the clubhouse and the swimming pool and the hot tub and they have a general store here as well that's open five days a week there's and there's a laundry room i did my laundry in there a little bit ago they have four washers and four dryers the spots get bigger and they be and they're all pool through and they're housing a lot of the the bigger rigs and the families so what i really like about this one is 
the family section and the kids and all those activities with the bike riding is that they're they're kind of further away than where I'm at. So I can be out here on the side of this campground relatively undisturbed by the noise and the things of the family. Unlike other parks that I've been to through the Thousand Trails network, and it's all just kind of one. You got families, you got retired, you got solos, singles, all kind of mixing together. Here, it's been really, really nice out where I'm at. There are pros and cons as to the sections, though. Like I said, you walk in and you you, or you drive in and you get to the section where I'm at. It's on the side of a hill, uh, so surrounded by trees and everything. So Starlink out, just not happening. But we still have decent signal on mobile, so it's not necessary. If you wanted to get Starlink, there are some areas that have clear views to the sky, but you're also not going to be shaded by the trees. So there's kind of that that trade-off over there. And I've walked the park, and I've gone through a lot of the different areas, and there are some sites that if you go further in, gorgeous trees, very deserted, like you get like a boondocking feel like privacy in this campground because A, it's huge, and there's hardly anybody here. And I booked this reservation at the very last minute, so there's, there's plenty of space here. But even if you were close to somebody, you still had enough trees and enough separation that you really wouldn't notice them. And so I, I really like that about this particular park. The issue is you got to get way over there and they got, oh, there's so Like I mentioned, I'm kind of right by the main gate. So you come in the main gate, you take this left down this hill, and then there's a bunch of spots over there. But if you stay on the road, at the high road, that'll take you to the other sections, like by the pool and to the other areas of the park. And on that main road, there's speed bumps. And I'm talking about massive mess up your rig and throw everything around massive ridiculously speed bumps. Like I know that that parks need to maintain speeds in here and, and speed bumps are, are the way to do it. But these things are like clunk, clunk, clunk. I like it's huge thing. Unlike some of those bumps that are more like gradual and inclined and then kind of come up and they come down. These things are like clunk, clunk. I was like, holy smokes. And I've watched and I've heard rigs, travel trailers, and, and fifth wheels go through these speed bumps and you can just hear everything. You know how it squeaks and you go over these bumps and the whole rig kind of rattles and, you know, it makes those noise. I'll be in my van, not too far away, I don't know, four or five, six spaces away from the main road and I'll hear it. I'll hear those RVs coming down and hitting those bumps and all that screeching and it's like, oh my gosh, and I just feel, I just know their pain. When I left the park to go run some errands the other day, I didn't even go through that area. I went back up through a one-lane road that I came down just to avoid those bumps because I did it once, and I wasn't about to do it again. That was just not cool. That was, that was crazy. But I understand the need for them, but those are intense. Those are, those are really intense speed bumps, truly. So anyways, more about this park. I, there's a bathhouse that's right over here with showers. There's, they're clean. And then if you hadn't heard, we did an episode a little while ago about campground rules. And this one has like a whole bunch of campground rules about no hair dyeing, don't wash your dishes in the sink, don't throw your trash in the trash cans, use the dumpsters. You walk in and there's the mirrors where they have the, the sinks and there's just all these little paper signs and, and things along those lines. But beyond that, it's a gorgeous park. There's a huge swimming pool filled with kids screaming and laughing and whatever. Uh, there's the hot tub that I haven't had a chance to use yet because there's a bunch of kids screaming and yelling and running all over the place. There's a general store, and inside the general store, there's a, a DVD collection that you can rent DVDs and stuff while you're here, which is great if you have a DVD player. 
I don't know. Small gift shop and just uh, general RV supplies and, and things along those lines. They could do a lot better at stocking some of the essentials, though, because there's no grocery store or market really anywhere close. It's 15 minutes or so to get to the nearest like gas station or mini mart or whatever you may need. So they could probably do a better job of stocking that just for the needs of the essentials and, and things along those lines. They had a whole bunch of uh, s'mores kits, you know, where you make marshmallows and chocolate and stuff like that. But there's a fire ban, no wood fire, no propane. So it's like, well, why do you even have that? taunting the kids when you can't even have a fire so i don't know if you're gonna light up your gas stove or something like that inside your rig and melt marshmallows over the have you ever done s'mores in an air fryer i i was i was hearing i don't remember where i was but i i heard something about that that s'mores in an air fryer are the best thing that you can absolutely do so if you try one of those drop it in the comments and let me know how that goes because i'm, I'm kind of curious as to as to how that was so anyways beyond that i don't know anything about the fishing and the uh and the stocked lakes but i did get a chance to walk around and i did check out the lakes there's a christmas tree farm that's nearby too that you can actually barriers one of the perimeters so as you're kind of walking around the perimeter of the park you'll see it you see all these old christmas trees all growing up and everything it's really cool so that was nice the park itself no ambient lights out where i'm at so when it gets dark it gets dark and not only that we're here i'm here now in august it got cold overnight we were in the 40s and it was to a point where i turned the heater on because it just got i mean i was under the i was under the shade so i didn't get any direct sunlight either which was fine but the the cold at night as soon as that sun goes down you can really feel it so winter is not too far away i hope you're being ready and your your plan for that overall I'm, I'm okay with this park i mean it's not close to anything so if, if you're thinking that this is going to be a place where you can kind of hop in hop out maybe go and do some urban exploration or anything like that there's there's really not a lot of that around here i think the closest town i had to drive 25 or 30 minutes just to go get bottled water that that i mean that's kind of where we're at like i, I wanted to go and find some some of those one gallon or three gallon little water jugs drinking water jugs there's little mini marts as i was driving i stopped by two or three of them and they were selling a gallon of water in one of those little gallon jugs those little milk jugs a gallon of water was going for two dollars and 79 cents and i was like nah i'm already on the road i'm, I'm just going to keep pushing through and there was a Walmart not too far away, so I, I got a chance to pick up some stuff there. And then I found a Primo water jug, you know, one of those uh, water dispensers at the Safeway over there in that town. And I don't remember what it was, but they had a nice little downtown. I didn't get a chance to stop and walk around. I was already running late, but a nice little town, little thing, a half hour drive back to the park. And it was and it was fine. So would I stay here again? Yes, I, I would. And this is one of those parks that I, I came to to just kind of unplug and get away and get caught up. Like, if you don't have a lot of distractions, this is for me and my short attention span, without a lot going on or without me, I can focus on my task. And, and my particular task this time was work. I got to get some work done. I got to get these podcasts recorded. I got interviews I got to do. I got to I gotta refocus. You know, I spent a month goofing off in Canada where I didn't really do much of anything. So now I need to refocus my efforts. Find us online. RVDreaming.tv. Remember to hit that subscribe button. I want to take a moment here and talk to you about Chasm Fest. Chasm Fest is the premier camping, health, art, sports, and music meetup. We always talk about how do you build community on the road? How do you meet people? It's through events. It's through festivals. It's through Chasm Fest. It's October 27th 
through the 30th in Lake Havasu, Arizona. And we have got so many activities planned all the way from sunup to sundown and even into the evening. We've got goat yoga, meditation, tai chi. We've got goat yoga. We've got family activity family activities by the Republic of Nomads. Tons of great stuff happening. Disc golf tournaments. Then we're going to be having our trick-or-treat tours. It's kind of like a Halloween, knocking on rig doors and going through and checking all that. And then in the evening, music. We have music by something else. The best of the 80s, 90s, 2000s. The Red Hot Tribute, which is the premier tribute band to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Just so much activity, so much music, so much fun, where you get to meet some people and really start to build your nomadic community join us no matter what you're in vans campers tents car campers rvs fifth wheels schoolies whatever you got bring it the more unique the better we love unique rigs out here at chasm fence this isn't like an rv thing where it's just all rvs we want to see creative vans we want to see creative activities we want to see creative people out here at Chasm Fest, and I've got a ticket for you. $15 off if you go to chasmfest.com and use the promo code RVDreaming. That's C-H-A-S-M-F-E-S-T, chasmfest.com. Check out using the promo code RVDreaming and save yourself $15. I'll be there, and I hope to see you there, too. See the action on Instagram. Stuart doing stuff. Hear about it on the podcast. And don't forget, we have a brand new talkback feature. Call us, 714-623-9824. Leave your message. Where did all the times go? When did they all pass by? How did I get so lost in a blink of an eye gone? You were just here by my side. Everything was nice now. You know what's going on You can see through me like glass But you don't need to ask Cause I'ma say nothing is wrong Smile on my face but dead in my core We were in deep now we're back at the shore Stay together without a doubt We knew each other both inside and out I wonder every day how it became like this Not wishing in life there was a redo switch Used to read me like a cheat sheet on a low week Make me feel weak in my knees when we split Down we were going for the long term How did that goal that I'm getting for How do we quit? How do we admit? But sadly that'd be the end of the script And now Damn I gotta move on from my comfort zone Yeah, I gotta stay strong Even if my wounds open and show Yeah, I gotta live on for the present Know that everything will be okay Just fine Everything will be alright Right? 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 I can't take this pill Not any longer I'm just acting tough I'm nowhere strong enough When I see a smile That's just so torture Every time I think about you I 
RV Dreaming Radio Podcast. Stuart with you from Stuart Doing Stuff. You know, we have that brand new talkback feature. We want to hear from you. Leave your message, leave your comments, and you might hear yourself on a future episode of the RV Dreaming Podcast. Call us, 714-623-9824. Again, 714-623-9824. See the action on Instagram. Stuart Doing Stuff. Hear about it on the podcast. Speaking of campgrounds, I found these news reports Here's one from PeninsulaDailyNews.com. Cities in Clack, I don't know if I'm saying that right. C-L-A-L-L-A-M. Lam. Lam? Yam? Clalam? County? Okay, I'm going to butcher that one. Sorry in advance. To partner with RV projects, broken or illegally parked RVs have become a growing issue in this county to handle abandoned RVs. The city of Port Angeles was the first of three municipalities to agree to a 10-year contract worth up to $10,000 with Evergreen Towing to construct storage for up to 17 RVs at its tow facility in Port Angeles. I was reading this article and, and basically, you know, there's a there's this huge trend of the homeless moving into RVs and cluttering up neighborhoods that's, that people are complaining about. And even though that they can be towed because they're against the rules or whatever, that tow trucks are are not picking them up and towing them because they don't have room in their yards for such big vehicles. So they stay there. And so this is one of the things that this city is doing, this county is trying to do by providing additional funds and space for uh, tow yards to come around and pick up RVs that are old, abandoned, or just not working, or, or generally unsafe. Here's one from Mount, uh, the MontrezPress.com. Is Montrose do another RV park? Commissioners wrestle over traffic impacts, wave off ethics concerns. Now, this is an interesting story. It remains to be seen if a parcel of agricultural land in Montrose will be developed into an RV park with nearby residents crying foul, and I think that's part of the ethics concerns, suggesting a lack of transparency and a level of impropriety, the Montrose County Board of Commissioners has delayed until mid-September any decision about the permit. Now, what's interesting about this is the permit is issued by a former person uh, from the Planning Commission, and I think that's what's here. On the table is a potential RV park just south of Trout Road, adjacent to US 550, which is zoned agricultural. Montrose County enacted a moratorium for RV parks on ag land with commissioner citing a surge in applications for special use permits for such projects in wildlife prone areas the proposed waypoint rv park is slated for 6.86 acres and has 20 rv sites equipped with power water and sewer now here's the issue brooke van dyke one of the neighbors who lives next door to the project told commissioners that the applicant had originally told her he intended to build tiny homes on the property and this is brooke van dyke's quote he was not honest about his plans. He told us five tiny homes that really made me upset and sad that he would do that. So he originally went to the neighbors and said, we're going to create five tiny homes on the 6.86 property and instead submitted plans for a 20-site full hookup RV site on that same 6.86 acres. Wilmington approves the first travel trailer resort park of a growing trend in that area. This here from StarNewsOnline.com. A new RV park is coming to Wilmington. And another is being considered in New Hanover County as part of a growing trend throughout the area. Well, that's nice to see more RV parks. The article continues saying that proponents of the RV campground say that it's another attraction to encourage tourism and help the local economy. But the consistent opposition has come mostly from nearby homeowners fearing a drop in their property values and quality of life. 
But it's not good news for all RV parks. It would be RV park owners pulling plans because of local pushback. This from BangorDailyNews.com. Cheryl Moyer, owner of Country Critters Campground in Tennessee, was hoping to buy a plot of land near Route 1 and Main Street for an RV park. But after experiencing backlash from the locals, Moore said that she is withdrawing the plan. Moore says she picked the town of just over 5,000 residents for the campground because she stayed there as a traveling nurse one year and she loved the community. However, despite the need, community members objected the proposal since the property is right in the middle of a residential neighborhood. Moore said they don't appreciate it in the particular spot. I'm not going to have neighbors unhappy. There's plenty of places that are happy to have a campground next door. And don't go anywhere. We're going to be speaking with Journey with the G's right after this on the RV Dreaming Radio. Live your life within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is we'll get older, older. So let us dance this side away. Remember to hit that subscribe button. I'd like to welcome our next guest on the RV Dreaming Radio podcast, Journey with the G's. We're talking to Brett and Jen, full-time RVer, sharing their journey since November of 2020. And, you know, one of the things about these guys, you can find them on journeywiththegees.com. They are very, very transparent about the not only the good, like the Instagram shots that you see and a lot of things, but also the bad and the ugly and, and the money. 
for some reason, people don't talk hard cost when it comes down to full-time RVing, and that's one of the biggest things that you can think of. So we're going to talk to them about that because they have information on their website, updated monthly about how they spend their money every single penny every single month. We're going to talk to them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, Brett and Jen with Journey with the G's. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks Absolutely. for having us. I haven't actually had a chance to really talk to you guys. Like, I've been on your website. I watched some of your videos. But tell me who you guys are. Give me a little introduction. Uh, we've been on the road just over two and a half years. We've been married 14 or so, and we kind of fell in love with the road. He's from California. I'm from Maryland. So we took a couple trips to visit each other before we got married. And then after we got married, it was cheaper to drive to California than to fly. And so we would go visit family. Yep. And so I think before we actually hit the road, we had taken about four. Four cross country. Four cross country, just in the car. Yeah. Just vagabond, just roughing it, (laughs) uh, sleeping in, you know, the parking lots and stuff. And and also those were typically rushed because just trying to get somewhere, you know, Mm -hmm. the sooner you get there, the more time you have to see family and all that. So, and then you got to get back for work because we were at, you know, different jobs and stuff. It's like, oh, we got to rush to get there, rush to get back. But we still love the road and just explore, you know, seeing new places, seeing different you know, scenery and meeting yeah. people. And so yeah. that kind of, yeah, really developed yeah. The, the love of traveling. We hit the road two and a half years ago. It was in the middle of COVID. A lot of, a lot of people yeah, hit like a the lot road. Of people. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and we had been talking to some friends just about people who live uh, lifestyles where they're traveling. We had heard about people who do it with boats, right? They just boat yes. for a certain That's what got us started into looking into this. Yeah. And, and I, I have a friend who boats and I told her, oh, we're thinking about living in a boat. And she said, you guys aren't boat people. <laughs> <laughs> and then we thought, well, wait, we love the road. What about living in an RV? Mm-hmm. And so it was about 2016, we started looking into it, watching all the YouTube videos, but kind of put it on the back burner. So are you guys still working remote in the same jobs now, or did you kind of pivot when you hit the road? No, good, good question. That is a very good question. When we hit the road, we were, we were in real estate looking for mainly at not like the agent side, but the investing side properties for like renting or rehabbing. And in the past, I had done admin jobs. We we used to do wedding photography and portrait photography. That industry was changing when we went into it full time. And I had breakfast with some photographers and I said, I just wish I could do the business side of this. And one of the photographers eyes got real big and she said, I'll hire you right now. I'm still working for another photographer. And that's when I, what, when we figured, oh, we got to look at some other forms of income, other forms of income. It was, well, I have these admin skills. Let me find some more admin clients, um, which is all virtual. I mean, it's great because her has a number of clients. I don't know if it's six or so. Seven or eight clients now. And so, and they're all in different industries. Completely different. A couple of things you you have to pivot. I think that's something that everybody does to be able to try and and, and live in in this lifestyle you found your clients based because it sounds like just a lucky conversation your first photography client where you go i yeah. just knew the business end and and you just, and so you were lucky in in that aspect mm-hmm. how now on the road since you've been traveling are you still looking for new clients or are you kind of tapped out 
I'm always looking. Brett's actually started helping me in the business. Some of the work that I do is transferable. When we were, when I was looking for more, I had a friend who just knows everybody. She's one of those. <laughs> if, if you're looking for somebody, she can connect. I got three clients, I think, that way, and I'm still working sure. for two of them. Find us online. RVDreaming.tv. Remember to hit that subscribe button. We're going to have more of a journey with the G's right after this on the RV Dreaming Radio Podcast. This is Can't Take That Pill. Where did all the times go? When did they all pass by? How did I get so lost in a blink of an eye gone? You were just here by my side. Everything was nice now. Say nothing is wrong Smile on my face But dead in my core We were in deep Now we're back at the shore Stay together without a doubt We knew each other But this had it out I wonder every day How it became like this Now wishing in life There was a redo switch Used to read me like a cheat sheet On a low week Make me feel weak In my knees when we split Damn we were going For the long term How did that goal That I'm getting for How do we quit How to admit But sadly that'd be The end of the script And now Damn I gotta move on from my comfort zone Yeah, I gotta stay strong Even if my wounds open and show Yeah, I gotta live on for the present Know that everything will be okay Just fine Everything will be alright Right? 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 I can't take this pill Not any longer I'm just acting tough I'm knowing strong enough When I see a smile That's just so torture Every time I think about you conversation leave us a voice message on our hotline 714-623-9824 that's 714-623-9824 714-623-9824 
Leave us a voice message. You might just hear yourself on an upcoming episode of the RV Dreaming Podcast. We don't really talk a lot about how much it costs to live on the road. And I was on your website and I was just kind of perusing it here. You guys have on your website. So I'm going to be, I'm going to assume it's okay that we can talk about this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're going to dive into this. You actually have a breakdown of month to month expenses on what you guys are, are spending. And I could yep. just go through this and compare. You're going back all the way to 2022 every month. I mean, it goes, I mean, it goes back. And I could just tell that from your numbers, because at first some of them didn't make any sense to me. I was because mm -hmm. I was I was trying to think and go, how how are they only spending this much money in fuel? Oh, yeah. it's because you're only driving RV driving 40, 50 miles a month. So you guys yeah. are slow, you guys are slow rolling. Well, it's, and there was a part, there was a part where we were in Florida for we, like nine it months. It was like nine months. We because, just left Florida. Yeah, that's what we were like. We have to focus on getting work and income more just regular. And so so that's a reason why it wasn't that much. And look, well, I'll tell you, I'll be honest, look at healthcare. It's like 400 bucks a month. That's because it's for her. Yeah. So I'm not advising <laughs> anyone to do this, but I didn't have healthcare, right? Now, the other side of that is as a veteran, the VA will pay for, it's like emergency healthcare. And I didn't, I hadn't known this for mm -hmm. a lot of veterans, the VA will cover emergency healthcare. And so I was like, well, look, I'm, I'm pretty healthy. I really try to take care of myself, diet and fitness. And yeah. I was like, I don't know if I need like just regular checkups here and there. I do want to get them because I'm 39, yeah. getting close to 40. <laughs> and and so I did actually just go to the to the doctor to get a regular checkup. But I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I just need it regularly all the time. And we'll just, I'll use that if I have to emergency. So I'm not going to have medical so some people are like 400 for medical how and i'm like uh, i don't you know i feel bad saying this but uh yeah. well yeah. you know it, it's true like there's there's high deductible plans for just like catastrophic kinds of stuff or emergency yeah. things so I was, I was on a plan that was similar and and someone said well what's an emergency and i was like i don't know like you're in a car wreck yeah. and you get er stuff and they're like well what if you're hiking and you break a leg is that considered an emergency I, you know yeah. and yeah and, and i can't answer that i would yeah. imagine a broken bone is probably an emergency right it's that, it, when i looked at it, it's not <laughs> that's oh, that's not, oh well, see, yeah that's so out of pocket we'd be on the hook for wow that, right so so again, yeah, I'm not like telling people to do it. Yeah. Right? It's just yeah. like, but that was, or, that was or, one yeah. of those things I didn't even think about, you know, when you're kind of going through this and someone mentioned it to me and I was like, oh gosh, I don't know what classifies as an emergency and who determines that. Is it subjective? Is there a criteria? Is it like an emergency? They declare, they normally identify as life or death. So yeah, I, I don't know. Everyone's, everyone's different though. I, VA, I don't know, but I think, yeah, I guess, you know, another common term is like significant threat to of, of loss of life or limb or something like that those are yeah. terms that i've heard but i can't yeah. say that yeah yeah that that would be you know considered emergency for any particular hospital that you would go to and so we did look at um a couple of options and i did start paying for one just like a couple months ago just like very very basic and i don't include our business expenses so that's not running the real estate business or my hot mess fix chick or, or our um, our condo we rent out. So I'm not including our mortgage insurance on that because 
because it can differ for yeah and that's the thing is like people, people people can consider like what are our expenses and income like is it is it gross is it income or is it net yeah. we no. have expenses for the condo but then we make money after everything is said right. and done so, right yeah. this this is a good realistic viewpoint of because everyone's situation is going to be different you know everyone's mm -hmm. going to have different needs and different styles of travel but the general question is how much does it cost this is a great little breakdown to kind of show you know how how you guys just live expensive yeah. on the road and mm -hmm. people can change it up and down as they see fit exactly. or reallocate you know but Some it's, of it's those a, areas, yeah i mean that you know they'll have maybe more on medical or groceries if they mm -hmm. have more people or but they might have less if they're not living in a fifth wheel if they're living mm -hmm. in a trailer mm -hmm. a little bit smaller they're pull, they're use a smaller truck or something like that then yeah. those expenses could be less. I noticed over the last year or two, more content creators are sharing their, their budgets. And that's something I do want to add to my posts is here's a family of four. They've got two kids, two teenagers. Mm -hmm. Here's what their expense link to their expenses. And here's a couple that boondocks all the time with dogs. Yeah. You know, so yeah. there's, there's a few that I've I, I, I'm going to update that so I, so people can see different scenarios. That probably, I would imagine in the in the people that you've talked to, that is understandably the biggest question, the biggest yeah. concern is what do you do for money? How do you make yeah. a living? Yeah. And how imagine. much does it cost? Yeah. Or think or think that it's cheaper. And yeah, I mean it could be cheaper. I think if we didn't have the truck payment, which if you look, that's a third of our <laughs> expenses. Mm -hmm. We didn't have the truck payment, it would be quite a bit cheaper. <laughs> yeah. It would be so much cheaper. Yeah. Good truck. And, and, Everybody's just different. yeah. Yeah. And and that's why it's such a loaded question. It's it's not yeah. a one size fits all. Cause I can look right. and I can go, yeah, our camping costs are about the same. You know, well, you're you're actually kind of lower but i have a membership to like a thousand trails so if i need to camp yeah. somewhere but I'm, I'm more of a boondocker you know yeah. but every mm -hmm. once in a while you kind of go out there my phone and internet is way higher than yours i have starlink which is 150 bucks right yeah. there but um like my groceries is less but my entertainment needing out is much higher right <laughs> so. yeah right. exactly it's just it's different for each person and i yeah. would just recommend like if a person's looking into it and curious it's like look around look at look at our numbers mm -hmm. look at yeah. you know if you any other numbers that you might yeah. share of other yours or other people and just consider those things like well, how much do i spend on groceries yeah. because you know sometimes yeah if you're at, near a walmart and, and you get a lot of your groceries from there and those are in a lot of locations mm -hmm. well yeah you can get a decent idea of what your groceries are going to be but sometimes when you're traveling there's not a walmart nearby yeah. and now you're paying like you know 25 percent more at a yeah. grocery store or something like yeah. that so the spreadsheet that we're talking about, if you're listening um, and you're wondering, where do I find this information? It's on their website, journeyswiththegs.com. And we'll link that in the show notes as well. So you can just go th uh, straight to their website and they've done a really good job of breaking down all the information. You can kind of go through and at least, like I said, get a starting point. Because as yeah. you're going through this, you can say, oh, well, I don't need 1300 I don't have a $1,300 you know, RV truck payment, so I can take yeah. that off. And, and come up with your new numbers and you can say, oh, but I want to do more campground camping and you mm -hmm. increase that number. So you're really starting yeah. with a good budget uh, and template. I think when people say how much does it cost, they can figure out that. It's it's the unknowns that I think people are trying to figure out. What do I have to budget for that I don't know about? You know, yeah. what do I have to budget? Like I can think, I know gas, I know this and tolls and whatever, but what is it that 
I don't know that I need to know when I'm budgeting for RVs. And a lot of times I'll say, oh, you got a budget for stuff to break. And yep. <laughs> you know, that's just, you know, your maintenance yep. is going to be much higher than living in a, a house or a, an apartment or a condo or something. Yeah. You what know. do you think? I, I uh, that that's a great point, and I don't know what ours has been. Have you heard like one? Is it a one percent rule, two percent for yourself? Like, oh, my RV costed this much. I spend about one to two percent yearly annually for it. Uh, that I mean, that. <laughs> how old is the rv i was gonna say it it depends on how old the rig is it depends on what kind of preventative maintenance that you're doing that depends on on even not just the age of the rig but who built it and was it built on a tuesday or was it built on a friday (laughs) (laughs) the other thing is i'm thinking of a of a a video I saw yesterday and, and the guy's like, this is how you put a, put away your tools on Friday. And he like throws them in the back of a truck. And then he's like, and then you go drink with your buddies. Right. Yeah. And it's like, so, <laughs> like, yeah, was it yeah. a Tuesday or a Friday? Find us online. RVdreaming.tv. Remember to hit that subscribe button.
You're listening to the RV Dreaming Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and thanks for listening. And and expect that something's going to go wrong. We went into it. It's not, hopefully nothing goes wrong. It's something will go wrong and just expect it. Uh, When our first longer drive out west, we were driving over that long bridge in Louisiana. Our truck got a flat, (laughs) but because it said we got the notification that the pressure was going down, we have a dually. So we knew we had five other wheels able to pull over and our attitude was just like, well, okay, that's the first thing that's gone wrong. And that expectation that things are going to go wrong, just you need to look at your attitude on something's going to go wrong. So it's all part of the journey. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, and we just had, we were talking about our brakes getting changed. We just got the brakes changed. This is only within the last couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. Last yeah. <laughs> within the last couple of weeks, I didn't want to give too many details. I started contacting the person who's going to be doing work on them a few weeks beforehand mm-hmm. to set up schedules and things. And I'm glad I did because uh, we were going to be leaving the area. This was in Florida. It was it was three weeks. You know, it was a, a week to find a good time for both of mm-hmm. you know our schedules. And then it was like they came and worked on the brakes, but noticed something with the seals, like rubber seals that go around uh, the bearings. And so, and that took another few days to get the parts for those right. And then, at, like everything said and done, it's 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 the day before we're before we're leaving Florida <laughs> to come north, and and they're getting all the work done. And then the morning of leaving, <laughs> of packing up to leave, this was like, well, I hope they work well. We have checklists and that's another bit of advice, but yeah. a separate thing. Yeah, we'll come back to that. So, you know, we have checklists for for everything, for packing up, for setting up camp, for breaking down everything and, and hitting the road. And so we're always testing the trailer brakes and it's like, oh, they're not working as well. Uh, uh-oh. And so, <laughs> so we call the RV tech back. He comes back. This is the morning of us leaving Florida to come north. I mean, we're just about to leave. Great tech. Did a couple of things. He talked to some people and, and he was like, they still, they're self-adjusting brakes. So he's like, they're still adjusting and, and they'll keep adjusting some more. And they have, they, yeah. now that they're working, yeah. they're working better. And so we're, we're sitting there roasting in Florida and- in the sun. And we're, and neither of us was really mad. Well, and even right before that, we had filmed, we were about to film some content and even I'm thinking, okay, the content will make us money because I'm starting to get the, we're in the sun. I just want to hit the road, but it's okay. This can make us some money. So it's okay. So we filmed (laughs) the content that did really well, which was great. But, but knowing, okay, it's just part of the process. And then he waits until after we film it to (laughs) say, oh, the brakes. By the way, the brakes aren't. The brakes aren't really working. (laughs) Something was wrong, babe. So anyways, but that, I was happy because we're, we're hot. We're now, we thought we were leaving with enough time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to get to leave the campground and get to where we needed to check in and now we're gonna that's gonna be decreased by a count you know an hour or two or yeah, three yeah and and both of us were just like that's how it goes it is what it you is. know and yeah. that's an attitude that you really have to have yeah. with rvn adaptability is is obviously a key to this lifestyle you kind of have Absolutely. great plans and great dreams but you know you just never know what else might be they coming change. your way and that's yeah. how it goes sometimes yep you know, but yeah. we all have those stories, you know, it's, it's just part yeah. of being on the road. And that's one of the things of like having a checklist is like, oh yeah, this, okay. That's we a good we have a checklist for going to a place, so mm-hmm. even the, there, even if it's like the day before we have a checklist of like, yeah. oh, make sure the map, the route on the GPS is updated, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure that our, uh, make sure that you've got food 
maybe in the truck with you when you're driving yeah. or, or uh, a rain jacket or an umbrella and, mm-hmm. you know, check the weather at the location we're going to. Yep. Are we going to need a rain jacket or something like that? Yeah. Um, and there's two things on our checklist that happened because we made an error and a friend of ours made an error. A friend didn't put their truck in drive and it backed up uh, in park. In park. So, oh, yeah. So they have a truck, they're pulling a fifth wheel, they're getting set, they're setting things up or breaking items. Whatever what it was. Doing. Stops the truck, gets out of the truck, does something, and hears as the door is. Oh, no. So, yeah. so yeah. in our checklist, we have truck in park, which is putting on the parking brake. Yeah. Probably truck in park. 10 times. Every time we have to adjust, <laughs> it might be overkill. We're not saying everyone should do that. But for us, really, we've never backed into anything yet. Join the conversation. Leave us a voice message on our hotline. 714-623-9824. That's 714-623-9824. 714-623-9824. Leave us a voice message. You might just hear yourself on an upcoming episode of the RV Dreaming Podcast. You know, I want to circle back on something that you guys mentioned yeah. earlier. One of the other things people always talk about is community on the road. You say you've met a lot of people when you've been traveling other or other nomads. So I'm kind of curious, how did you meet them? I think the number one meeting of people, okay, two. One is Thousand Trails. We've met some of our best friends on the road at Thousand Trails because so many full-time RVers mm-hmm. use Thousand Trails. So the odds of meeting someone who's also full-time is very high. You also meet people by different groups. Sometimes there might be yeah, groups for social media groups. Or something like that. Yeah, social media groups. And you start yeah. talking that way. Yeah. But, so but for you've me, met a number just on social media. I've, I've connected with someone Instagram. Mm-hmm. and chatted back and forth and then finally met at a thousand trails yeah um so that's the way too you start following each other or liking or commenting and then yeah. just sharing sharing experiences and oh we, we're going to be there next week or something yeah. like that and you start and you just yeah you meet people and and i gotta say that so many of those people people there's there's generally look everywhere in every country there's there's nice people there are people who are less than nice but at least camping it seems like a lot of them tend to be, you know, there's, they're pretty happy. They're, they're, yeah. they're having a good time. They're going mm-hmm. camping. You know, they, they also, it's something that we've noticed is that they, besides just having that desire to explore and travel and see things, but they understand that life is short. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many yeah. of them have yeah. like reasons why they're on the road and it's yeah. like lost a family member or almost lost a family member almost lost a family member Mm -hmm. yeah and then we've heard so many stories also when we were getting on the road oh yeah talking to older people when we were getting on the road we'd be at a party or something and we're telling somebody yeah we bought an rv we're going to be getting on the road and they're like i'm so glad you're doing that i wish i would have done it when i was younger Mm -hmm. or my uncle was going to do that and his wife passed away Mm -hmm. and it's like can you we just heard a story about someone who you know they a guy was a few weeks from retiring and he passed and they had just mm-hmm. bought an RV and we didn't get to do it. So, so many of the people are like-minded in that they yeah. want to explore, they want to travel, but they also are like, hey, life is short. Yeah. Go, go, go do the yeah. things that you want to, even for a weekend to travel or a month yeah. or full time. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but go figure it out. And, yeah. go. and you know, there, there was always, at least when I was younger, this stigma that RVing is for retired people or old people mm-hmm. or whatever. That's yeah. not true anymore. The demographics yeah. of people on the road have shifted so young of all ages, of all lifestyles, you know, whether they're traveling as families with young children yeah. or couples or solos. Yeah. It's it's no longer a, I don't want to say old person thing, but it's, it's no right. longer just limited 
to seniors that you see on the road. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's very rarely, at least where I'm at, yeah. very rarely do you see anyone over 50, you know, or, or so, yeah. 55. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, you know, I guess another question of, or another answer to, to the question of how to you know, meeting people is also just like the normal ways, which is, you know, we just had some friends who were like, I met so-and-so at the kids' playground, right? Their yeah. kids were playing there and, yeah. and then another family's kids were playing there. And you yeah. just become, and that's what happens in, when you're living in a neighborhood somewhere yeah. else anyways. Yeah. That happens mm-hmm. too. Right? People wanted to yeah. find you. They wanted to follow you. They wanted to reach out. Um, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? So journeywiththegs.com is the best for all of our travel things. Yeah. On, um, on all of those We're social, on all the socials. Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. And again, that is, that's journey with the and then it's just gs journey and we will link that website to the show notes here again on their website i'm looking at it now has their entire monthly cost breakdown going back all the way through 2022 all the way up through june of 2023 so it's pretty current july just ended yeah <laughs> so, got the reminder is set that's to, a reminder that yeah, that's, so yeah. you, you get a pass on why that one's not up right now but <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah there's some some great information on there guys it's been a privilege and a pleasure talking with you for this hour yeah. and just kind of getting into your life and your why and how you hit the road and, and how you're making it all work. And I, I hope that people listening learned something about you guys as well yeah. and, and picked up some helpful information, some helpful insight that will yeah. uh, that will benefit them when they hit the road. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Ho- hopefully people will learn. And um, thank you for what you're doing because you're teaching a yeah. lot of people. And yeah. we learned a lot just by watching YouTube videos. Well, thanks so much for your support and thanks for listening to the RV Dreaming Podcast. I do hope you get something. I know podcasting, it's harder because when you're trying to teach somebody the the intricacies of RVing, the visuals help. But the, the basis is the way that the algorithms and the way that video works on YouTube, just people passing along information doesn't capture people's attention as much as audio only. So that's why on our podcast, we're really getting into the deep down kind of nitty gritty, something that won't work on YouTube, but will work here. So as you're driving down the road, as you're moving from place to place, or if you're researching and you're doing that dreaded commute, throw on the RV Dreaming podcast, get some information, absorb more knowledge, dig deeper into people's stories and do's and don'ts and tips and tricks. That's what we're here for. And that's why I'm really glad that you're along with For the Ride with me. So wrapping this up, be sure to use our brand new feedback line. It's our uh, RV Dreaming hotline. Leave us a comment, 714-623-9824. You just heard the G's talking about community. And I want to remind you to go and check out chasmfest.com. Chasmfest, October 27th through the 30th, Lake Havasu, Arizona. Use promo code RV Dreaming and save $15 off your ticket. All right, that's it. In the meantime, until we meet again, enjoy your travels. Make them safe, make them fun, and make them memorable. This is Stuart from Stuart Doing Stuff. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the RV Dreaming Podcast. See the action on Instagram. Stuart Doing Stuff. Hear about it on the podcast. Be sure to subscribe. We'll see you in the next episode.